Hello and welcome HCI learners. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts and practitioners in the field of HR, and we bring their knowledge straight to you as it pertains to the most pressing issues facing talent management today. I'm Aubrey Witte, your host for today's episode. If you're listening on iTunes, please do and give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover our program. Today, I am joined by Karen Hurt and David Dye. Together, they wrote the book, Winning Well, A Manager's Guide to Getting Results Without Losing Your Soul. Recently named on Inc.'s list of 100 great leadership speakers and the American Management Association's 50 Leaders to Watch, Karen Hurt helps leaders from around the world achieve breakthrough results without losing their souls. She has over two decades of experience in customer service, sales, and human resources. David Dye is known for his optimism, for making difficult concepts understandable, and for moving leaders to immediate practical action. David's keynotes and training programs help leaders across industries increase their influence, solve common leadership frustrations, and improve productivity through practical leadership inspiration. Karen and David are also newlyweds, and they're dedicated to their philanthropic initiative, Winning Wells, which provides clean water wells to communities struggling with access to safe water throughout Southeast Asia. So David and Karen, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. It's our pleasure. Karen and David are each on deck to deliver keynotes at this year's Performance Management Innovation Conference, scheduled for May 17th through the 18th in Chicago. This conference will bring attendees and successful case studies from colleagues who will share their no-cost tools and strategies that you can use to help your managers genuinely engage the workforce through powerful conversations. We're going to take a sneak peek of what's up in the lineup with a question and answer session with Karen and David. So Karen and David, we all know how uncomfortable it feels to have, you know, very difficult conversations with others. And even as HR practitioners, that's really not always easy. So is there a way that we can help coach our managers as well as ourselves to have these hard conversations in a way that actually promotes further discussion without hurt feelings kind of getting in the way of that? Yeah, there's uh, when we are working in companies, we often find there's two reasons that people are afraid or don't have the tough conversations. One is that they are afraid. Um, and then the second is that they don't know how. And so when we're doing work and providing tools, we really share uh, tools that help both of those things. So why are people afraid? Well, they're afraid of damaging relationships. Or they're afraid that if they tell the truth, that it may be an unpopular choice and it will damage their career. Um, or uh, they are um, really afraid that uh, that they will jeopardize, you know, their position within the organization and maybe alienate people for longer term work. Um, and so that's that's some of the work that you really need to do when you're building a culture is how do you take out some of that fear. By having real conversations, uh, not just uh, pushing your information one way. Um, and then, David, you want to talk about uh, you know don't know how the don't know how piece. Well, sure. You know that's a hallmark of effective organizations that everybody at every level, not just HR, not just executives, not just leaders and managers, but individual contributors too, are able to have tough conversations and hold each other accountable, kind of in a full circle of accountability. 
And so to do that, we need tools. And we provide a structured process that uh, one of the things that's important is that these tough conversations are actually conversations. And so we have an INSPIRE model. Um, and each letter in the INSPIRE, I-N-S-P-I-R-E, stands for a different aspect that helps facilitate what's an actual conversation, not just a one-way, hey, you're ticking me off or you did something wrong, but an actual conversation to uncover solutions and get to some agreement about how you're going to move forward. That's a great thing to remember. So, you know, dialogue goes both ways. It can't be top-down or just one way in order to make some progress. Yeah, and helping people discover their own solutions, right, so that you're not just telling people uh, what's wrong and how they need to fix it, but help people uh, ask strategic questions that get underneath the root cause of the problem and then help people consider and think about how they could best solve the solution because people are a lot more likely to collaborate in the solution if they've helped to come up with it. And we work with so many different managers uh, across industries and around the world, and we hear consistently from them that as they master the art of the tough conversation, they find that their people are coming up often with better solutions or sometimes tougher solutions than they would have actually asked for. And so exactly what Karen's saying there, it it works in real life. Great to keep in mind. So as you're talking with your clients, what do you feel are some of the biggest obstacles that organizations are facing when they're trying to create this culture of frequent conversations? You mentioned that you know there actually needs to be a conversation, there it needs to be a two-way street of dialogue, but what are some of the other big challenges that you come across? One of the big challenges that I see is frequently responsibility for this subject is isolated to human resources or other personnel-related people, when in reality, one of the biggest um, things that makes this work is when everybody takes responsibility for it. So in other words, instead of just isolating this as a, a human resource issue, it's a strategic capacity issue and that every single person in the organization needs to be doing it. And then leaders in particular need to be held accountable for ensuring that both that they're doing it and they're helping develop that, foster that capacity in their people. Another thing that we really find is that a lot of the conflict that emerges, which seems like people are afraid to have conversations, is really a violation of expectations. And so that, you know, we always say that one good conversation about expectations prevents 14 why didn't you conversations. So the more that you can get expectations aligned and people focused on the most important things aligned across departments, and then also you know, within every level of the organization, everybody knows what's most important and what they need to be doing and why they're doing it, then you have less need for this conflict resolution. That's a, a really important point to consider, and it reminds me of you know organizations that are innovative in this way where they share their KPIs publicly, right, or transparently across the organization. So you can kind of see that line of sight and... Um, to your point, um, Karen, it minimizes how many times we need to go and even have these conflict management discussions. So, yes, and uh, how are you having the, the deeper dialogue to talk strategically about what's not working in the company? And so uh, we have a, another model. David mentioned the Inspire model, which is more of an interpersonal model, but we also have a strategic model that we use with leaders. It's called Only Ugly. 
Uh, what are we underestimating? And have conversations around what are we underestimating in the, strategically in the business? Uh, gee, what's got to go? Where are we doing things that are no longer serving us? Um, where are we losing? Where are we losing to the competition? Uh, where are we losing strategically in the marketplace? And why? Where are we missing the yes? And uh, where are there opportunities that we haven't even considered yet strategically that we ought to uh, be doing? And so that is a, a very easy model an executive could use with their team or a manager could even use that at a lower level with their team to have a more strategic dialogue about where are they headed for the, um, for the year and what, what needs to change. Yeah, that's a a lot of food for thought and things that I think are very useful for a lot of people and organizations. So I know it's going to be hard to boil this down, but if you were to attempt that, what would be your top two pieces of advice that you would give to HR executives that are kind of in this space right now, trying to figure out what their culture is like, trying to incorporate more frequent conversations and feedback, et cetera? Wow. Well, there's two of us, so let's try to boil it down to two pieces. I'll, I'll take one, which is no matter what initiative you're trying uh, to achieve, including this one of fostering productive conversations, what are the ultimate strategic objectives of the organization? What is, well, what is the executive strategy um, and how is what we're doing going to play into that? So really understanding, owning, and working towards the greater strategic objectives um, is critical. And I would say, make sure that you're working to build competency at every level of the organization. Um, If you have a training program at the front line where you're encouraging people to have tough conversations or effective coaching, but at the top, it's not being done elegantly, people will watch what you do more than what you teach them, right? So that if you work at the top and you role model that, yes, we do want to hear what you have to say. We do want to be able to talk about what's not working in a productive way. And uh, then you work at the middle management level and talk about how do we have these tough conversations uh, horizontally and with one another, and how do we collaborate across departments in an effective way? And then at the front line, how do you give an employee tough feedback in a way that they can hear it? How do you hold people accountable? How do you create a cadence of accountability? And when we find it works best when you have all of that aligned at every level of the business. Excellent. So those were two very meaty tips, but I appreciated them. So, and and it's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Karen and David, for sharing some insight with our listeners. Uh, And of course, to our listeners, we also appreciate you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed your time. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and on the YouTube channel, HCI Talent. And again, if you'd like to hear more from Karen and David, please join us in Chicago's Loop for two days of performance management, innovation, excellence, and expertise. You can register online for our upcoming event today, and we hope to see you in Chicago in May. For 9 to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, thank you for listening.